Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Wednesday, the 31st day of Lent. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. In your great compassion blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and write in your judgment. Indeed, I was born steeped in wickedness, a sinner from my mother's womb. Indeed, you delight in truth deep within me and would have me no wisdom deep within. Remove my sins with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be purer than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness, that the body you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my wickedness. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. Let me teach your ways to offenders, and sinners shall be restored to you. Rescue me from bloodshed, O God, of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. For you take no delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifice of God is a troubled spirit, a troubled and broken heart, O God, you will not despise. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful Father, We freely forgive those who, as David of old, acknowledge and confess their sins. Create in us pure hearts and wash away all our sins. In the blood of your dear Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Deuteronomy chapter 24, beginning this morning at verse 1. Suppose a man enters into marriage with a woman, but she does not please him because he finds something objectionable about her, and so he writes her a certificate of divorce, puts it in her hands, and sends her out of his house. She then leaves his house, and goes off and becomes another man's wife. Then suppose the second man dislikes her, writes a bill of divorce, puts it in her hand, and sends her out of his house, or the second man who married her dies. Her first husband, who sent her away, is not permitted to take her again to be his wife after she has been defiled. For that would be abhorrent to the Lord, and you shall not bring guilt on the land that the Lord your God is giving you as a possession. The scenario just outlined here in today's reading from Deuteronomy could be the plot of a charming and emotional romantic comedy 
A young couple can't make their marriage work when they're young, so they part ways, only to find that the changes and chances of life have brought them back into each other's arms once again, where they discover that they really were meant for each other. It's not that far-fetched of a story. I've actually seen this kind of thing happen to people. So why would it be something abhorrent to the Lord, something that would threaten Israel's claim to the Lord's promised land, their life of abundance in it? Do you think it might be because marriage was something entirely different 3,000 to 4,000 years ago? We've had this kind of thing happen to us a number of times when we've read the Bible together. We're reading a passage that talks about marriage, and we assume that marriage is marriage. But even in our world, marriage is different things to different people who live and abide by the customs and laws of different cultures. While we believe that marriage is a gift from God, just look at Adam and Eve. That doesn't mean that the gift is the structures or the customs or the laws that surround marriage. The gift is the relationship between two people, a relationship that forms the basis of human community and the support that is needed by each of us as we carry out our God-given vocation and God's good creation. So we have to think that this morning's reading might be pretty far removed from what most of us have experienced or know or think about marriage. So then what do we do with a passage like this one? First of all, I think we have to understand that it does not prohibit remarriage after divorce in our context, simply because marriage to us is so different than it was for them. Next, though, it might serve as a gateway for us to do a little more investigation. Of course, investigation and research of reputable sources, not just doing a Google search to find out what this person or that person said. To do some research about what marriage was about in ancient Israel and in the ancient Near East. And finally, we might find that these laws once again take a situation where women are regarded as proprietary parts of a household, and these laws make their life maybe just a little more closer to that of a human being. Jesus' own teaching on divorce emphasized steadfast love and faithful commitment, especially from a husband to a wife, that evokes that partnership of Adam and Eve and rules out the type of divorce that was a common practice in Jesus' time. Though the wording of today's passage is presented in the purity language of this section, and note that the impurity and defilement mentioned is a result of the behavior of the men in this scenario, not of the woman, the letter of the law sets limits that seem to be designed to curb some kind of abuse and some kind of indignity in the time. Once again, the good in this situation is for the man not to send his wife out, but to be faithful to his promise to her, But as Jesus pointed out, the men are too hard-hearted to abide by what is right, and so a law has to be given to them. This is why now, more than ever, we need to engage in real study and lively discussion of the Bible. Discussions about what God intends in marriage, what customs, rituals, and even laws support that attention, how that has changed now that Jesus has come into the world, and how this most intimate of human relationships helps us to understand in a new and deeper way God's loving purpose for us and for the whole creation. These are conversations that are essential to our witness and ministry to the world. So, How do you think we could get those kind of discussions going in our congregation?
in the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, for the gift of relationship with others. For what else are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and especially this congregation, the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, we think especially of the people of Ukraine. For those who are welcoming, feeding, clothing, tending to refugees, for those who are accompanying, those who are, are fearful, scared, injured, sick, wounded, for those who are comforting, the mourning, and for those who mourn. For all who are work to bring about peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak. Help the afflicted, honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.